o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets. Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Monday to you, Steve Sipple. Jake Sorensen, early break. Full show ahead. Lots to get to over the weekend. My team, see that on the stream, has a new head coach today. We have a new head coach. We are no longer jobless. For the, I guess, coachless. Coachless? I don't know the word. Coachless. All right. Coachless. Coachless, yes. Mike McDaniel, the new Dolphins head coach. Whoa, that's a big name. He'll be fired in three years like all coaches in Miami. It's just the way it goes. Just the way it goes. I like that pullover. Yeah, you know, I, when when things happen, I wear the pullover. So there, there you go. Mike McDaniel, the San Francisco 49ers offensive coordinator. Hmm. I think the brains of the operation is Kyle Shanahan, but I guess you have to learn something from him, right? Yo. If you're Mike McDaniel. That's just the way they do it in the NFL, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, you are with the do. guy. You have to be smart, right? Don't yeah. you? If, you? if you're a coordinator and on a good team, you've got a good shot. Yep. Except, what, what, why doesn't anybody hire the enemy? I don't know. Why is that? He, he got an interview with the Saints. We'll see if he gets the job with the Saints. Okay. That, that job is okay. still open, but he got a job with, uh, interview yeah. with them over the weekend. Okay. So we'll see. So there's still jobs open. The Texans gearing up maybe to fi- to hire Lovey. <laughs> Lovey. Lovey Smith. Lovey yes. Smith. Yeah. Hello. So, again, you keep hearing the name there, Josh McCown, but they are terrified to hire him because no one has ever interviewed him for a head coaching job, and he's never been a coach. So they're saying, how can you start off your career as a head coach with no other coaching experience, which is probably the right question to ask yourself. Yeah, not. I mean, you, you would you say you think it's better in college or it's more okay in college to do that? Because there's been some great ones I mean, that have. But jumped, Sip, he, has not, he hasn't been a coach at all. Not even an well, assistant coach anywhere. Oh, like oh, no coach, no no coaching. coaching. So no coaching background, <laughs> zero coaching background. <laughs> That's the problem here with Josh McCown. It's not the fact that he's young in his career, or it's the fact he has never even been an assistant coach. That's the issue there. <laughs> so like, we want to hire this guy, but the backlash will be pretty epic if we do. So, so it's we either, we shouldn't. It's either Josh McCown or Lovey Smith, who's been a head coach 17 times <laughs> in 17 different places. And failed 17 times. <laughs> hey, he made a Super Bowl, though. He made a Super he Bowl He did make a Bears. Super Bowl, yeah. And then after that, he, you know, he got fired to beat Nebraska in at Illinois. Can always sell that. Well, good morning to yes, you. Yes, good morning. Good morning to Harrison. Um, Harrison. Yes, good morning, Harrison. You can tell right. Harrison's a little sleepy this morning, aren't you? Well, it's a Monday. Yeah, he's got to wake up. He's got to wake up. That's why we got coffee for him. He's back. Huh? Yeah. I say, hey, Harrison. The coffee's oh, ready, Harrison. This is going to sound terrible. I spilled some coffee back there. How much did you spill? Um, not much. I mean, I'd say a quarter of a cup. It's fine. <laughs> the don't, coffee don't, we never knew. Don't make that face. I'll make a face if I want to make a face. Oh, wow. Okay. I did. All right. So, yeah, I, I can tell you're yeah. kind so, of surly. Well, here's the deal. I, I, as you recall, let's go back to Friday for a second. Derek okay. Bombeck was, was with us, and I, I told him, I said, I might go to the game on Saturday against Northwestern. 
by Friday at 5 p.m., I said, I'm not going to the game. I'm going golfing instead because even though they, I might play bad golf, I did not play well. Uh, I don't want to see the potential torture of, of a loss to Northwestern. And by the way, it was torture from start to finish against Northwestern. Zip. Progress had been made the previous few games. Progress was completely scrapped against the Wildcats. The Nebraska trailed at halftime 49-27. They trailed by 35 points in this ballgame. And they lose 87-63. And by the way, Northwestern did not score a single point for the final 450 of this ballgame. 87-63. 87-63. You said 83-67. Oh, sorry. 87-63. Northwestern also scored zero points over the final 450 of the game to keep them below 100 points in this. Okay. now That's the remarkable thing. Here's the deal. We have to talk about. It. I hope people understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're it's we're almost obligated to talk about it. It's the it's the you know football's the premier men's sport in Nebraska. Obviously, men's basketball is second on the list. Some people would say volleyball at this point, but you can't really <laughs> yeah. say that. You can't really say that. Feels like it. Yeah. Um, it's hard to talk about this stuff. I hope people understand that. We don't it, enjoy this. No, it's hard for me to admit that I pick Northwestern. Or I pick Nebraska to beat Northwestern. It's getting ridiculous. I'm done doing that. All right. I'm not. Pick, I'm, I'm, and I'm not. That. And I'm not picking and picking Nebraska to beat Minnesota. Don't pick them with any more games. Minnesota pick. comes here Wednesday. I'm not picking Nebraska to beat Minnesota. Minnesota has really tough guards. And they play really tough defense. They don't have a low post presence, but they they will they will guard the heck out of you, and that's trouble for Nebraska, especially at the guard positions. But I'm done. I'm done making that dumb mistake where I say, well, geez. Uh, they're bound to win sometime. No, I don't know. You're not, it it you're didn't not always bound to win. Yeah, this is this was this was. I, I mean, let's put it this way, Jake. Let's put it this way. Okay. Okay. You played golf. Good move by you. Didn't go to the yeah, game. I played well too. What happened? Good. I was not really. In, I was intending to just monitor the game. Okay. But made the decision. Okay. It reminded me of when I first saw True Detective, the first season one, first episode, and I stood the whole time. Okay. It reminded me of that because I I, I started watching it and I re- I realized right off, I realized right off, Northwestern could sprint away with this because I was just because of the way Nebraska took the court, and I stood, I stood the whole first half. And I was, I was, because I was generally in shock. Jake, do you understand what was going on? Northwestern, as you said, led by twenty-two at halftime in in Lincoln. I wanted to see what it looked like. What the? And I'll tell you what it looked like. It looked bad enough defensively for Nebraska in the first half. It got worse in the second half. Northwestern was getting what it wanted. Jake, it was getting what it wanted. Uh, they they could have easily had a hundred points. Yes. Like I said, they did not they did not score a single point over the final four minutes and fifty seconds of play, and still had eighty seven oh, yeah. points. Yeah, they were. This is not exactly an explosive offense. This, this is like that Rutgers game back in January when yep. Nebraska gives up ninety plus points to a very very average at best offense by Rutgers. Mm-hmm. That's the same for Northwestern. Very un, in general, average at best, and they look like. The Globetrotters out there, basically. Get whatever they wanted to against the Generals. Yeah. That's what Nebraska was. Yeah. Northwestern scores. 
on the first half, Northwestern <laughs> makes 10 for three-pointers in the first half. <laughs> Come on. 10, 10 three-pointers. 10 for 23. Okay? And they lead at halftime 49 to 27. They're on pace to score almost 100. Okay, now I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And I thought, okay, let's see what the energy looks like for Nebraska coming out in the second half. They're, they're bound to make a big push, right? No. You, you would think so. Okay, it's set it up. It's, it's, it's a home game. Not only that, it's reunion weekend, so there's a lot of alumni on hand, right? A lot of alumni on hand. You'd think for pride, yeah, we're going to make a push. Teams come back. I mean, your heart was broken in 2009 when Texas A&M stormed back from an 18-point deficit and beat, and beat Nebraska – on Josh Carter's Josh Carter, three-pointer. I remember it very they, they had three-pointers back then? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I recall that <clears throat> moment vividly. It still hurts me to this it day. It can happen. Northwestern, just the other day, gave up a 24-point mm. second-half lead against Rutgers and went into overtime and won. So I thought, okay, well, maybe, maybe this will happen again. Didn't even come close. Nebraska played with worse energy in the second half than it did the first. Now, we have to say all that to illustrate – to illustrate the magnitude of the issue here. There's a, now I heard from a couple of people that said, Sipple, this game doesn't mean that much. This come on. I'm like, wait a second. I I thought down the stretch, the that the narrative down the stretch was maybe this team can win a few games. Well, it still can. This is just one game. I don't know. I mean, this Jake, this is another blowout. I, I just this I, is another blow. Don't tell me. No. Don't come at me with, hey, hey, Jake and Sip. You guys are awfully hard on Fred. Not as hard on Frost. Uh, we're talking about a different animal here now. Okay, I mean no, both are struggling, but the Fred Hoiberg struggles are far worse than Scott Frost, which is saying something. It's here. Saying a mouthful. I mean Scott Frost is struggling. Yeah, but he looked like I don't know Nick Saban compared to, to Fred Hoiberg right yeah. now in basketball. Let's lay it out, Jake. Nebraska has lost by 35 to Michigan. To Michigan, which won't, I don't think they're going to make the tournament, by the they're way. They're not making – no, they need a miracle to make the tournament. They lost by 35 to a Michigan team that's not going to the tournament. They lost by 31 to top-ranked Auburn. They lost by 28 to Rutgers, which is an incredible feat by Rutgers, which plays horrible offense a lot of the time. Somehow beat Nebraska by 28. Lost to Purdue by 27. Lost on its home court to Northwestern by 24. And trailed by 35 points in the ballgame. Yeah. You can't I, – I don't want to minimize this. I didn't want to talk about it that much, but we have to. Because now be, – well, not now. I mean, Trev was already in a fix. But if you're Trev Alberts, if you're Trev Alberts, what do you – and you're watching that? And he's, I don't know if Trev was there or not, but you would think he might be there because of because of um, the alumni, all the alumni on Possibly, hand. Possibly, yeah. Right? What would what would you be thinking about? Um I need to move on, probably. I mean okay. I, I'm still in I'm still in shock, by the way. I, I the by the amount of response on Twitter I get when I when I you know are you when, when I go hard on Hoiberg, and, and there's a lot of people saying, "Well, who else are you going to get?" 
That's that's just, that's ridiculous. Hold on. Yeah, no, no. There's still a lot of He's support. He's five for and forty-six in conference play through nearly three seasons. I repeat, Fred Hoiberg, five and oh, no. forty-six. Yeah, my dad. In conference. My play. dad. I don't mind saying this. My dad yesterday said these words, and I don't mind saying it. And my dad wrote a, it down. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Um, here's what my dad. This is my dad is a long time. Nebraska basketball fan. Long time. I mean, going back to uh, Jerry Bush, okay? Going back to Jerry Bush. Going back to when when, when Nebraska beat Wilt, okay? Going back to that. My dad's a, a hardcore Nebraska basketball fan. He said these words. I, I, he won't mind me calling him out on air. He's a big boy, and he's retired, and he lives a life of leisure. He said, come on. You'd be hard-pressed to find someone better than Fred. You'd be hard-pressed to find someone better than Fred? I might be able to find a 10th grade coach, three of them in the city limits, <laughs> that could go 0-12. I mean, I could go 0-12, I, I could, by the way. I could go 0-12. Yeah. Yeah. I could probably do that. You, I could find – there's a lot of coaches you could find in a 100-mile radius that could go 5-46. and 46. For millions of dollars. For three point five million a I'll year, take, I'll take one. Don't, don't. You'd be hard pressed to find someone better than Fred. Ah, uh, show me some record now. Back to Trev, Jake. Back to Trev. Okay, now this is what Trev tr- told us. I, I we, we went through this the other day, but think about these comments in the context of what you watched or you tracked on Saturday. I didn't track it yet. <laughs> One of the <laughs> things goodness. that I'm really passionate about is performance, Trev Albert said, the, the AD. I think an underlying consistent communication about competitive excellence hasn't been enough of our narrative as a department. Oh, really? I said. Hmm. Well, with all our core values, everything has to be about winning. We are in the competition business. And by the way, we get defined. He said we get defined by football and men's basketball success. To which I say, I had one guy, another longtime Nebraska. Okay, this is a problem. By the way, it's unfair. It's an unfair thing to send me, but it's a problem. Okay. A- another longtime season ticket holder sent me a text that said, "What the hell is going on in that athletic department?" Okay. Now, in the context of of Trev saying we get defined by football and men's basketball success, that's not totally unfair. Now, that's un- patently unfair to the rest of the mm-hmm. coaches, right. Will Bold, Amy Williams, John Cook, John Cook Mark Manning, etc. cetera, um, because th- not all the programs are struggling, but these are the, premier, the two premier programs are. And when you see a performance like that, it does sort of make you wonder. And you do wonder about the athletic department a little bit when you see that sort of game on on your home court. Northwestern was a 500 team, three and eight in the Big Ten, and they took you to the woodshed and didn't have to work at it very hard. No, it, yeah. And my problem to it. Hang on, Dave, one second. Is that all? If if you are trying to defend Hoiberg to be retained for next year, I, I'm going to ask you, who's going to the games next season? If oh, they if, people. if they go one and nineteen, zero and twenty, two and eighteen this year, so he's going to have seven anywhere from five to seven conference wins through three seasons. I'm not going to the games. 
Me, big I, time I, Nebraska I, I, fan. I, I bet, I'm not going. I bet they sell 10,000 season tickets. I told you, I have not been to a game since the Creighton game. You'll I, be among thousands that don't buy them, but there'll still be 10,000. What? I mean, is that that's not going to make a huge dent, I don't think. I'm curious to see if that's how it actually goes. If they go 0-20 this year, I, I'd like to see if, if 10,000 people. If, oh, you can't say that. No. Just, Northwestern is one of the worst teams in the league. Thank you for And they shellacked you from start to yeah, finish. i got to get off that. you got to call me out on that. I, I've told you, I will not predict them to win any games until they win the first one. And then I'll think about it. But they, uh, no more. I said they have a good chance, but I still thought Northwestern would win the game. Like yeah, the, I picked Northwestern. I was wrong. I'm not doing that again. I'm I was not, right that they won, but not by. I thought they won I by picked, a small mark. Yeah, I picked Nebraska. I mean, I picked Nebraska. I'm not doing that again. I don't know what I'm thinking. Chris Collins also said I thought this game would be close. The head coach post game of Northwestern said I thought this would be a close game. He said the words. That's the head coach of Northwestern. It was never close, Chris. Your team played well. The other team really well. forgot to show up once Boo Booey. I mean, look what Boo 27 Booey points for Boo Booey. He went 6 for 11 on threes, 10 for 15 overall. Uh, yeah, 27 points in just 26 minutes for Boo Booey. Wilcher was a highlight for Nebraska, but but not much of a high. I mean, Wilcher. 15 points for 15 Wilcher. 15 points. Wilcher said this, to, by the way. All this, like I said, I'm I'm reading this stuff. And, and he said, Wilcher. I'm reading this stuff, and I'm just all I think about is Trev when I read this stuff. C.J. Wilcher said several Nebraska players broke off structured plays in favor of isolated one-on-one opportunities. Yep. Yep. Wilcher, several Nebraska players broke off structured plays in favor of isolated one-on-one opportunities. Why? Why is that, Wilcher? I couldn't tell you. He said, "Shoot, I had it going a, a little earlier, so a lot of my stuff was just more in rhythm." So I was just kind of feeling myself a little bit. I couldn't tell you why some people just break off. I couldn't tell you. How does that let you know how the discipline is and the teamwork there? Well, what these Kobe guys Webster aren't say. following the plan. What Kobe Webster say on there's, this airway? There's no accountability, basically, no accountability. the program. I mean, they break off plays and there's no repercussions. It doesn't seem like it. Now, maybe Fred pulls a guy here and there, but I don't know. And Now, I've heard, Jake... Fred works as you know what off. Fred is as detailed game plan wise as anybody you'll ever find. Plus, there is some incredible disconnect between that and the actual players in the game. There certainly was on in this game. Now, four of in, in the four previous games, Nebraska was competitive. Was competitive in the four previous games after the Purdue game. The four subsequent games after they got blown out by twenty seven at Purdue. The the four most recent games were competitive. Yeah. And I thought that's what this game would be. So that's why I stood in my living room the whole game, the whole first half, because I was in, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Jake, I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was that bad. I couldn't believe what I was tracking. <clears throat> it was that bad. The defense was really bad. I mean, really bad. Doc doesn't coach defense. I keep people sending me stuff on social media. See, Doc said or can't coach defense. He doesn't coach the defense. It's largely Fred's deal now. They, 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 their defense in the second half was embarrassing. They quit. Well, it was embarrassing in the first half. Well, yeah, worse than forty-nine the second. points in the first half allowed. Yeah, to what, like we have said, is a very average at best, typically Northwestern offense. There's no way you can pick them to beat Minnesota because Minnesota plays hard. You can't pick them to beat anybody the rest of the year. 
and this is now, you, we got to keep in mind too. And I'm, I know it sounds like I'm getting harder on him a little bit. Hold on, Dave. Hold on. The Big Ten's interesting right now. It's not great at the top. It's not. Okay. It's it's now it's better at the bottom. That's sort of the scary part. It's better at the bottom. Northwestern's bet. Northwestern's. I misjudge them. They're not bad at all. They, they've they've played well this yeah. year. They've had some yeah. close losses yeah. and some nice wins. But yeah, they they're a fine team. The bottom. I mean, Nebraska's bad. No, we're horrible. But after that, it's not. You know, you look at the bottom now. Now you also look at this league, Jake. You might be looking at a five bid league. Yeah, this isn't the the ten or nine ten bid team we thought of no. of a couple years ago. This this is going to be yeah five to six teams probably. Now Trev has to weigh that too. The league is a little down right now. It's you could say it's down. It's not. It doesn't. It's not as strong as at the top as it's been. You saw Michigan State. Come on, man. That's not a. That's a. That's a very very ordinary Michigan I saw, State. I saw Ohio State too. Very ordinary by its standards. Michigan State really ordinary by its standards. Michigan's just gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, Purdue is the team kind of kind of carries the flag, but they're not they're not even they're not first in the league. Illinois is good, but not crazy good. Beatable, beatable. They're just the league is. I mean, Indiana's got to play really well to get in, and I think they'd be number six right now. Six team in. Yep. And they're going to have to play, I, I think, keep playing yeah, well. on the bubble, I think. Yeah, they'll have to they're keep not, playing they're well. They're not in. They're looking good, but yeah. not going to play Wisconsin the Wisconsin is good, but that's not vintage Wisconsin. They're pretty good. Pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty they, good. They, but Jake, they, they needed they needed to, to hold off Penn State in the final seconds the other well, day Penn, at home. Penn at home. State. Penn State's on the bottom. Not that bad. No, yeah. They're a good bottom I, I, team. I saw them play Iowa the other night, and they look pretty good now. They're game. a good bottom team. They really are. They're tough. That Nebraska, I'm not. I'll tell you one game I'm not picking. Nebraska winning at Penn State. No way. No way. You know why? Because Penn State's big and physical and tough. And you know what? Nebraska is not tough. Any of those things. Tough. Yeah. Not big. Not big. physical. Not tough. Bad combo in the Big yeah. Ten. Let's get a call from Dave. Has been patiently waiting on the phones at four zero two four six four five six eight five. Dave, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, morning, Jake and Steve. Hey, uh. This is the worst uh, I've ever seen a Nebraska team. Look, I drove up in the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. from I-29 in Kansas City just to watch Mizzou and KU play because you couldn't get a ticket. Yeah. You know, I remember those Nebraska teams. They were good. This is the worst three-year stretch of Nebraska basketball I've ever seen. Even if Hoiberg is retained, and I hope to God he isn't, I, I he'll never he get to a 500 record. Because his record's so far below 500 right now. It just, I want to hear from the people who think that, well, he's building something. No, he's not. He's played one freshman, C.J. Wilcher, and they're going to have all new players next year. And I'll add Tomonaga to the list because his playing time's going down. His parents in Japan are thinking, hey, go pay for the uh, Japan League. Go make more money or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know. There's no team development from freshmen, you know, up above. Like, you've had a Rutgers with Mulcahy, Baker, and uh, Harper. Yeah. There's no, you know, there's no development, yeah. you know, like in Iowa, Steve and Jake. Right. It's just yep. terrible. Yep. But I'm Trev. I'm telling them, hey, you got to quit going for the, the quick fix from JUCO players and transfers. Because in Division One, they don't work out very well, you know. And, uh, well, I can say a lot more, but that's. There's no defense against the three and the easy layups. The three easy layups that Bryce McGowan's gave up, that's just 
That's just pitiful, guys. Take, take my call. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, so a couple other things. I would say, Jake, in terms of the roster management, they're going to turn it over again, as we've said. I, I mean, once again yesterday, trying to scout around, make some calls. I would look for four starters and no, and no fewer than two key rotational players to depart. Okay, four starters, two key rotation, two key rotational players. So six of your top seven gone. Okay, now keep in mind here, we're talking about a team too in Nebraska that hasn't beaten a power conference team this season, right? No. Okay, there's only one power conference team in America that hasn't beaten another power conference team. That you're you're look. Uh, we're talking about team. it. It's our team. It's we're talking Nebraska. about. It. Kudos, kudos to Fred. Um, he's he's the only. He's, kudos. He's the only coach. Well he's the only coach in America of a power conference team that hasn't beaten another power conference team. Georgetown, Georgetown is winless in the Big East, but they did beat Syracuse this year. They got their. They got theirs. Got to win. They beat Syracuse of the ACC. Nebraska, its next win against a power conference team will be its first. Nebraska's best win this year is against South Dakota. Congratulations. I can't say that again. Their best win is against South Dakota. Okay, now this is we we're talking about this in mocking tones, but I, this is not. I, if okay, now I'm telling you, Fred will be back next year. That's that's what I'm telling you. We'll talk more about this at seven. Okay, they ain't getting rid of him. That 18.5 million buyout can't happen. That there's no way Trev could justify that to his bosses. He couldn't justify a fifteen million dollar buyout, so get off Moose's back. I don't think you could. I don't think you could justify an eleven million dollar buyout right now. Okay, they can't get rid of him. The only thing that could happen is Fred would have to walk away, and I don't see it. Coaches don't walk away. That's uh, a prideful man that Coach, is get, really, right. really getting his butt kicked. But he's a prideful man that has said he believes in what he's doing. Okay, to, to the people, to the press. He's a prideful man. Behind closed doors. See, you're saying prideful way. would lead him to walk away. I say prideful it leads him to stay. I think prideful leads him to walk away. No, I you do. don't quit. Guys <laughs> like that don't quit. Uh, if the NBA is still an opportunity for him in some regard or some some coaching capacity as an assistant, I think you might walk to that. Uh, typically, saying the college a, game has passed. Those me guys by. don't get to where they're at by quitting, by being by just saying I can't I can't do this. I'm walking out. He well, could maybe it gets framed up as a health issue. Very possible. He, he does have a heart. An, an, he still has to monitor his heart, um, heart condition. Maybe it's that, but I don't know, Jake. I don't know. I you can't. It'd be it'd be really hard to fire him without cause. Really, hard. you can't. I mean, you just can't do it. You, you're not. I mean, yeah. you're still raising money for that mega athletic complex right next to Memorial Stadium. You're still raising money for that track and field stadium out on Innovation Campus. You're still raising money for that. You, When you're going to donors, I mean, that's what you're going to donors for right now. But if, if I'm a Hoiberg, though, I, I, I ask myself, is, is all that money worth it for this to just keep sucking? For me to have my image battered around daily because my pro, my product is just sucking? I don't know. And it, it, well, if he still believes in this product, and you've heard him say that, and you've heard Abdel Masi, Matt Abdel Masi, the general manager, he he said it too. I believe in my recruiting approach. 
If they believe in what they're doing, they'll keep doing. They'll keep trying it. If they're worth their salt, now, Jake, me and you differ on that. I don't want, man. If if he walks away, I respect him even less. I mean, I come on, you're just quitting. I mean, if I'm if I'm the head coach, I want all my eighteen point five, and I'm not going anywhere. I ain't going anywhere. I'm just saying, good luck, good luck getting the fan base behind that and well, saying we're going to go watch games next year. I'd, I'd, I'd be really. You think the ticket sales will be good? I'd be very not curious. good. Though I think they'll lose five thousand. I, I think they'll lose five thousand, but they still have ten. They don't have fifteen thousand season tickets sold. They don't. No. There's a lot of tickets available before you go to any game. Okay. At the will. At well, the, what if they still have? 8,000 season tickets. Well, I don't know what their season tickets are. I don't know. I, I, again, what if they still have 10,000? Okay, let's put it this way. What if they have still have 10,000 people in the arena to start next season? That might happen for the first game because that's the first game of the season. But if they just keep losing, it's going to be empty. Yeah, I'm making a pretty, I mean, I watched, a pretty bad attempt I at an argument there. I watched a Penn State game on last, week, last Monday from against Iowa. Penn State was hosting Iowa, and SIP, that arena was empty. And that's I, I fear for that being the case here. Now, Nebraska fans have shown up through a lot of very bad times for that program and everything else that they support. We obviously support our, our, our programs and show up to these events. But I'd be very curious if he goes 0-20 in conference play or 2-18. and 2-18. And you're talking about a coach that has not won 10 games in any of his three seasons, 10 games total in a season. <laughs> Get on, and get, and you want to you want people to go buy tickets for that? Well, like you if you're Trev Alberts, I understand the buyout's big, but my God, man! Like, but where you start pumping recruiting at that point? You and start, I would say we've pumped you recruiting start, before. You, it hasn't worked. You start pumping Denim Dawson, Blaze Keeter, Mel Lloyd. I say those guys changed the program. Really, that's that's where we get this off the tracks. Is them? Well, I you're mean, rebuilding. You got guys going out. You got more guys coming in. It's the same damn cycle every year. It ain't gonna change. I hear you. And that's why I feel like Fred should resign. Ah, I don't see. And I, mean, I wouldn't might, be surprised be right. if it happens yeah, in I, March. I got you. I hear you. I wouldn't be. I just don't. I just. Usually, I cannot, usually those guys don't walk away. I man. cannot dedicate more time to watch that crap product. It's that's, a waste of my time. It's a waste of all your time. That's a bummer. And how can you come back next year and say we're going to do it again? It's because all this money over here is is holding us hostage. Well, because that's, that's the way. That's business, Jake. Eighteen point five. Right now. I think he could restructure his buyout and leave. He could. Hey, I'll give. I'll take half, and we'll walk out. Okay, here's still nine, nine though. Still nine, and Jake. There's a lot of coaches that won't do that. Maybe twelve, ten. He's the second highest paid coach in the conference. Chop it in half. I mean, you signed a contract. They signed a Nebraska signed a contract. You signed a contract. I'm. It seems okay now. Just just one more thought here, Harrison. It, I mean, you're. <laughs> It's really easy for us to surrender $9 million. I don't know if I was in those shoes, if it would be really easy for me to surrender $9 million. Yes, I I don't know. That's you. That ain't me. Leaving nine mil on the table, that's not that easy. That's easy for you to sit over there and say, if it was your money, I don't know. I hear you. I don't know. (laughs) Honey. We're leaving the nine million on the table. Paid coach in the conference. I don't care. You, they signed. Nebraska signed the contract too. 
They both signed it. I don't know if 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 the program's clean. I mean, I'd I'd have a I'd be hard pressed to leave that much on the table. I know it's easy for us to sit here and say, "Yeah, Fred will just cut his buyout." Well, I don't know, Willie. Would you? It's a lot of money. I would just ask Fred, are you are you are you still enjoying what you're doing? Do you feel like this is worthwhile of your time, or is getting nine million to go away instead of eighteen? Still a lot of money, but is it worth all it? All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I think we got to be careful about being too casual about thinking that coaches will just leave that sort of money out there. Okay, he lost a lot of, when he was with the Bulls. A lot. He got used to it. The losing, you know, I think he still thinks they're going to break through. Okay? Not me. This game was bad, but the previous four weren't. They still didn't win. They still did not win the game. I know. They're, they are 0-12. They are 5-46 and 46 in this time as a head coach in the conference play. That, that's, that should be enough in itself. I guess Homer. you're stuck. Get, way to go, Nebraska. You're stuck with this crap. <laughs> I will just yell into the radio for another year and just say, will it never end? And the answer will be no. Feels like it this will never era end. is not going to work. It's over. It's been over. You extend it. It's your own damn fault. And I'm not watching it. Got to be careful with those declarative statements. It looks like it won't work. But it if they're but if they're in the NCAA to tournament, work. people are going to throw those words back. That's at oh, fine. Please do. I'd be a miracle. <laughs> I'd be man enough to heaven. More next. An early break in the ticket. <laughs>